The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Discover your geeky haven with Twink.com. We've been delivering you the best products and all things pop culture for more than 20 years. Enjoy a wide selection of officially licensed merch from your favorite fandoms. We carry top brands from Disney, Funko, Marvel, and DC, Star Wars, Harry Potter, and much, much more. We also offer an array of exclusives that you won't find anywhere else. With all these collectible goods, you're definitely going to need a bigger boat. Get ready for your spring sci-fi celebrations, including First Contact Day and May the 4th with Toink exclusives that are out of this world. Use code WINGEEKS15 to save 15% off of your order. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... This is urgent. We need a response team. We're already putting together the best move. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am group. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push... It can be exactly what you need. Suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is the Intrepid Trio, Kylan, Derek, and myself. Eric. (sighs) Kylan, Eric, and myself. (laughs) Bongawa, me, Eric. (laughs) Not Derek. Me, that's all, did I hear that right? Me, loco. Me, loco. You, Mike. Him, Kylan. Fire <laughs> bad. <laughs> Taka. 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 Uh huh. Uh huh. I'm not saying. <clears throat> so, how's everybody doing tonight? <laughs> I, I just kind of like totally derailed Mike. I don't know if he's still recording. He has stepped away. I have to let the dogs in. <laughs> no, 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 dude. You got the lyrics wrong. It's who let the dogs out. I let the dogs I out. Dogs I out. Back in. Okay. Back in. Okay. Uh, uh, you asked how, you we're, asked doing. how we're doing. I'm going to say I'm happy, gonna say May, happy 4th, May 4th. Since we're recording mm-hmm. on May 4th. May the 4th be with you. And also you. <laughs> Actually, put up. Uh, wor- put up uh, go, ahead, go ahead. I work in a library, so we uh, we sent out a little thing on social media today, saying, you know, you know, let let us share one of our favorite characters from the Star Wars franchise, and of course, it was the Jedi librarian lady. <laughs> oh, what's her name? Jocasta New. Yes, Jocasta New. I almost want to do that Jedi 
Melissa. You almost want to do what? That Jedi costume for Melissa. That way she doesn't have to worry about wearing the boots because you don't see. Okay. Mm-hmm. She got a thing against boots? Um, for a cosplay, I think if we get away with not her wearing the boots, the better. Yeah. Are you afraid she's going to kick you with those Jedi cosplay boots? No, I just know how her her uh, feet are, feet and legs are. Okay. okay. Boots are just going to okay create some issues. Okay. But um, I'm going to say right off the get go, uh, check out the homepage mightymarvelgeeks.net. No, it's not caught up yet, but there are links there for you to still go check out our partners and affiliates like Toink, who contest is open through May seventh. So yes, yeah, I. Never mind. Depending on how quick Kylan gets me the show notes, I may have this up <laughs> in time for y'all still <laughs> entering the contest. Um, but they dropped some new exclusive to them geeky tikis oh. from Mandalorian season two, a dark trooper, okay. cool. Bo-Katan, and Ahsoka. Oh. Can you take a guess which one Zoe wants? <laughs> Ahsoka? You would be right. I was about to say Bo-Katan, but the Bo-Katan one's cool, but um, at the moment, I am happy ooh, with the ones that I have, being Drax, Chewie, and Mando. Mm-hmm. So, I am not getting any more. I don't plan on getting any more for myself right now. I'm not going to say never, but we also have uh, we have a Groot as well, which um, we have said that was Melissa's, and uh, Zoe has... Um, Leia is Boosh. So, oh. um, since our contest over on Instagram, so you got to go to Instagram, I'm asking what your favorite Marvel Star Wars title is. I'm going to go around the horn here. What's y'all's favorite Star Wars Marvel title? And it could go back to the original run. Or that's anything. good because that's exactly where I'm going. Okay. The original Star Wars run from 77 to 85. Yes. Okay. To me, that was the expanded universe. I don't even think that was canon back then, either. Except for the movies. Except for the movie adaptations. I would have to go with Eric and 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 say the original the original run. I love the original run. Um, Always will have a soft spot in my heart because that's (laughs) really the one thing that really sent me over the top collecting or getting books. Mm -hmm. Um, But of the modern era. I gotta go with with my favorite archaeologist. I gotta go, Doctor Afra. Well, okay, ain't no shame in that game. So, what about in modern era? Oh, oh modern the twenty fifth. <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, Mike, I'm gonna say, oh Lord, I don't know that I can pick between these two. I would say either Galaxy's Edge or Halcyon Legacy. Okay, Galaxy's Edge because I I love the the strong tales from the Moss Eisley Cantina vibe yeah. that it had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Halcyon Legacy had Crimson Jack. Mm-hmm. Halcyon I Legacy mean, how- is what's brought back Crimson Jack. Exactly. Which now we need a now we need a Black Series figure. Crimson Jack is canon now. But I don't know. Maybe maybe just a slight nod to Galaxy's Edge because again it's it's almost like if you go to Galaxy's Edge, you can see where you know, scenes of the comic took place. Yep. <coughs> Same thing with, with the Halcyon legacy. Yeah. I haven't been on board the, the Halcyon, so. But, but I have been at Galaxy's Edge. 
for me, the first time I read Galaxy's Edge, before I had a chance to do my preview, mm-hmm. I'm like, there better be. I, I think I even said that on, on the show when I was picking the books. Or afterwards, after the second issue, and I said, in issue one, there's this. That's the baby Sarlacc. I'm like, if that is not in the park anywhere, especially in, in Doc's shop, I'm going to raise a fit. And it was there. It was there. Yeah, I was a happy camp. I was happy like a little girl, like a little school gun dark. Okay, maybe not. <laughs> um, so, uh, also to check out Bitty Boomers, apparently they have some eight inch Bitty Boomers now. And one is Spider-Man. Oh. This thing is huge. But check out Bitty Boomers and you'll see what I mean. It, it's absolutely amazing. Kylan, they got so, uh, so does that make, does that mean a bigger sound? Quite possible. I don't know. I got contact. Uh, I got contact Casey. Find out. <laughs> but they have an R two D two one. Speaking of Star Wars, that I really, really love, and a holographic Darth Vader. All right, take my money ah. now, please. <laughs> and then they have both Boba Fett's book of Boba Fett and regular Boba Fett. That's cool. I like the Bobas. Right. But I have the I have the Vader run going, or I have all three or the other two Vaders on open. Take my money, please. I would consider buying two of these one so I got finally open a Vader and one to keep as part of the collection. Just saying. Um, where were there? Where was the big ones at? There's a Black Panther one as well. All right. I just saw it the other day. Uh oh. Yeah. Yeah, the Marvel ones. Okay, let's talk we're Marvel ready? since we're there. Uh, the newer oh, ones Black in Marvel Panther. Black Panther, Carnage. I think we talked about Hulk, uh, Miles Morales one, uh, Spider Man, Spider Man No Way Home. The reverse, co- the inside-out costume. Ah, okay. The black and gold, which we now know is the inside-out costume. Uh, all right. Hmm. I know I saw this thing. Where are they? This is not fair. This thing was huge, huge. I tell you, I don't, I don't. They see all that. just disappeared on you. Yeah, I don't see either one of them. Because I want to say one was a, a Grogu and one was a Spider-Man. All right, I may be delusional at this point. Do we need to get you a spot in a mental ward or a visit with Dr. Harrow? <laughs> Do you really want to visit with Dr. Harrow? Because I'd be like, no, thank you. I'm good. Okay, you know what? I found it. Okay, so I'm not I delusional. I Spider-Man in the Grogu, but looks like these were over on, one was on eBay, one was on Sam's Club site. So I'm not delusional. Yes, we're... Uh, yeah, it's like it's like Sam's Club, Sam's Club and Walmart. That's where I'm seeing it. Okay, I mean they're good. And I don't know if it's exclusive. They're yeah, they they the 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 uh the what they're showing somebody has it in their hand. And I mean, the thing is huge. Yeah, it's an eight inch speaker. I only imagine what they're doing with an eight inch speaker. It's <laughs> what what they've done with the one inch speaker, inch inch and a half speaker. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um. Speaking of asylum. Gentlemen, it's time for the Fantastic Four takeaways. Sending to your screens now. Number four. So we're going to start off with the episode Asylum, which is episode five. My takeaway, my number four takeaway. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't notice Dr. Harrow looks a lot like Stanley. I, maybe a younger Stanley. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly felt there was a Stanley vibe there. Hmm. And it's going to make you think back. Maybe. Um, my number four is kind of along those lines, but once Steven said Ned Flanders, I couldn't unsee that. Mm. Yeah. And 
I don't think that was accidental because you know how in the Simpsons, Ned Flanders was so you know, over the top goody goody that you, you kind of, you wanted to like him, but part of you couldn't. Right. I don't know neighbor. Yeah. I, I think they were purposefully going for the Ned Flanders look to make Harrow look like the good guy. The episode where they killed his wife, you almost wish they killed him. <laughs> I know that's so cruel to say. Oh, dang. Well, they kind of did, but anyway. <laughs> so, Kylan, you're number four. Uh, I loved how trippy that entire episode was um there there were moments where i was completely there there have been moments in the series where i was to a certain degree kind of lost like okay where where are we what's going on but episode five like almost it felt like it took the trippiness to a whole other level this trippiness goes to 11 yeah it does yeah Okay. Number three. I'm going to say, I know it's been talked about. We've talked about it. You know, his comic persona. Uh, we really don't see much of it until this episode. We finally see that he is the son of a rabbi and of Orthodox sect. And we see how with what happens to his brother, he still stays Jewish. But I think, I think, with what happens with his mom in relation to what happened with the brother is where he I won't say strays from Judaism. Mm-hmm. It becomes less participating, mm-hmm. maybe still practicing, but less participating. Yeah. yeah. And I can relate. Okay. I can relate with that statement because I'm practicing, but not truly participating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, I, I, I gotta admit, I was curious to get your take on that. I I was intrigued by the direction they went with her, with the mom, with her anger and everything else. Typical Orthodox reaction, or it could be typical Jewish reaction with something like that, is you tear a collar, and that symbolizes that you're still in mourning. Mm-hmm. Um, think Neil Diamond's the jazz singer okay. with the father. Okay. When he finds out... Um, He's going to become a singer and is with a Gentile. He pretty much says, you're dead to me. You don't exist in my life anymore. And he rips his collar and starts mourning. I was expecting that with her, that she was going to say, you're dead to me. Mm-hmm. And even though they were living in the same house as a kid, and with him still growing up as a kid, that she was not going to acknowledge him anymore. And I was a little surprised that that did not happen, that they turned her into an alcoholic instead. Which is fine. Mm-hmm. That that's very realistic to happen, mm-hmm. no matter what religion you are. I mean, that's part of life. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, right. And and I I gotta say that kind of runs true, and I know that, but I'm not gonna go into those details. Yeah, that's there's no need to. It's, no. I mean, I there's no excuse for the mother's behavior, but I can see the rationale behind it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I could see how the grief would manifest itself. Oh yeah, like that. Yep. It, it's. I mean, something like that. It's. It's difficult. So. It was. Uh, I. I was. I found it interesting that. And I don't know. Maybe because of 
the father being a rabbi, how he took it upon himself to try and keep the family together. You know, try to even try to be the bridge between Mark and his wife. Mm-hmm. You know, um, right. Mark and the mom. Yeah, yeah, Mark and the mom. Yeah, you know, try, trying to be he try trying to be that bridge between the two of them and trying to maintain a sense of normalcy even with birthdays and and whatnot. And that was uh that 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 was a bit of a storytelling that it it it, it hit hard. You know, it, it hit hard just because of um you know sometimes you know sometimes you you want to know why is this person? Why is this person this? What? Why are they the way they are? You know, in even in the comic book sense, it's still a Marvel story. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be some real trauma that explains why these characters are who they are. Right. You know. So my number three, uh, I it's it kind of follows along this part of the conversation. Um, my girlfriend told me, you know, you know, we're talking about this and she just, and she watched it before I did. And she said, uh, you will need tissues. You will need Kleenex for episode five. Um, and I was like, it, it couldn't be that. It couldn't be that brutal. It couldn't be that. I don't want to use the word jolting. It, I say it couldn't just like, you know, grab you and shake you around like that. Mm-mm. I was wrong. You want a? I've I've seen people say you know this this show is uh, this that episode was so slow episode four was so slow. I'm like you don't have to have explosions and car chases to have drama. No, no. And good lord, uh, uh, yikes! That's really all I can say about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean. No kid should have to go through what Mark went through Mm-mm. and explains just how messed up he is. Mm-hmm. And it does kind of prove, you know, it does kind of like answer one question that we had last week. Who's the original? Was it Mark? Or was it Steven? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we kind of touched on that with episode four when we saw Steven's not the original. He was a character yes. from, from, the, from a video, from a movie. Which we, you're right. You're right. I stand corrected. Which we get more confirmation of. Yeah. In episode five. Episode five. You see why he was created. Yeah. Poster on the wall. Yeah. And the poster on the wall. They as he and his brother Roro. Yeah. Um. Or uh, was it Roland? I, I, yeah, think Ro- so. I believe it was Roland. Yeah. But no, no we Randall, see why sorry, Randall. Yeah. Why Mark created the character of Stephen. Hmm. Basically, as a coping mechanism. Yeah, mm-hmm. very much a coping mechanism, and, yeah. and we see it happen as a kid. That's what I'm saying. I mean, we see yeah. why. And of course, well, why was he? Why Stephen? Again, that was a persona he already knew from when he and Randall played. Yeah, mm-hmm. when they went to the park, where they went, wherever. Yeah, when they were going to the cave, you know, they said, "I'll be you. You be I'll be Rosser. You be Doctor Grant." So. But it, it's amazing how they go to that extreme with it. Mm-hmm. You know, to the point of all of a sudden, whenever he is Stephen, he is a professor. He automatically knows all the stuff. Yeah, right. 
So, I mean, psyche really, when dealing with trauma, really works in mysterious ways. So, well, I mean, I mean, Stephen was Stephen continued to serve as the the buffer for Mark between the real world and him. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, and why is it at the beginning of the series that Stephen is so firmly planted? I, 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 truth is, we we still really don't know. All we know is that wherever's been going on, Stephen decided he needed to show up. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, everyone's done their number threes. Uh, I, I have looked this up. Yeah, you're up, Kylan. Uh, my my number three is uh, it kind of goes back to episode one when the little girl goes to Steven and says, were you sad when the, when the fields rejected you? And I'm wondering, cause that was like, that was something that at first, like this was something that Don pointed out, like, like at the time when the girl says that it seems like just something crazy, something that, uh, something crazy a kid would say to an adult. But the fact is that is what happened. Yeah. Was yeah. was she now was she referring to what happened before when Mark became Moon Knight? Or was she prophesying about what was to come? That's a very good question, because that I totally missed that in episode one. And, but, and we saw what happened to we saw what happened to Steven. Mm-hmm. So Something tells me that now that this this series is all out there, if you go back and watch it from the beginning, mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of stuff you're going to go, I did not spot that the first time around. Right. It'd be just like WandaVision. Right. Only without so much Mephisto. Right. <laughs> Wait, Mephisto wasn't in this? No. No, not in this one. Unless he was one of those Ushabtis that were there on the wall of shame. There you go. How do we miss this? I, I, I don't know how we miss this. How did we miss this? No Mephisto. Maybe they say the maybe, devil is maybe in Ms. the Marvel. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he'll show up in Ms. Marvel. Okay. Maybe Mephisto gives Kamala the quantum bands. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Okay. There you go. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> The devil brings gifts, and she takes them. (laughs) Yep. And then she uses them for good, and you know Mephisto's just sitting there going, "Come on, come on." Think I won't sneak in a little Star Trek reference on Star Wars Day? I'm just going to say, if somebody does not pull that in the Ms. Marvel series, uh, I'm going to be highly disappointed. (laughs) I I I I swear swear I would be done. done. (laughs) We We are so wrong. Yes, we're so wrong, but I, I can't help it. 
Kylan cracks me up when he starts laughing. It's he's he's an easy audience. I could just see it. Like you know, like you know, she, like, like maybe like, like she, she gets in gets trouble, trouble at school. school. She like, like leaves. leaves. The teacher's like, just like, God! But it's got to be Ben Stein as the teacher. Oh. So rather than going Bueller, 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 Con, Con, Con. Actually, can we have William Shatner as a teacher? As a teacher. If William, uh, William Shatner shows up and it's like a like a special guest day or whatever, and oh boy, Kevin Feige, if you're listening, make this happen, please. I will pay you money. I've got about fifty bucks in my pocket. I got a dollar. I'll buy you a small two-topping pizza and beverage of your choice. I, I will do that. <laughs> For those of you who were listening, wanting to us to talk about Moon Knight, aren't you disappointed by now? <laughs> oh boy! Okay, <clears throat> I'm back. We, we it, it, what? Us do a bait and switch? No, no, oh. never. No, not this show. We're not known for that on this show. It, it's it's not like we don't have more tangents than a high school geometry class. No, no, because we totally do. Yeah. So anyway, we're going to number twos now. Yes, we are yep. at two. Number two. Uh, I think the whole sequence on the ship, on the ship deck. Yes. Was, was great. The first time we're getting on the ship deck. Yes. With uh, Toinette. To wear it. To wear it. Sorry. To wear it. Is that how we pronounce it? I think so. Okay. To wear it. Okay. Yeah, that was, that was so very good. Yeah. In keeping with the trippiness dialed up to 11. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's pretty much all I got. Okay. Well, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback on you uh, because in that scene with you know they're on the boat to where it is you know she she removes Marks and Stevens hearts mm-hmm. and says you know they're not balancing. It's like they're not full. Would that not tip off to where it that? Maybe there's a third heart somewhere. Yeah, which I, th- I mean, which I think is funny. Okay, never mind. We'll get to that next episode or near the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking like that would be a perfect time to to at least acknowledge you've got somebody else in there with you, right? You know, there's a third, there's another piece of this heart, but for some reason, and, and of course. It's possible to where it just didn't know, right? Just that, well, I mean, I mean, um, Mark and Stephen didn't know, right? If Mark and Stephen didn't know, it is logical that she herself did not know, right? Oh, and yeah. all fairness, and in all fairness, once once Stephen fell off the boat and turned all sandstone, Mark's heart balanced, right? So I. I I don't really know what to make of that, but it is a question that I've got. Understandable. A very good question to be asked. So that's all I got. Kylan. Steven's sacrifice. Um, for somebody that for the majority of the series was the last person to fight. Mm-hmm. Last person th- you would even think that would throw a punch. 
And uh, even when he gets his own quote unquote suit, mm-hmm. you know, he he is not he he doesn't seem to be the one to he he's he's one that will try to use his words to mm-hmm. resolve a situation that uh, even when it's words aren't going to work, he's going to yeah. still try. Yeah. Uh, the fact that he he recognized that for where they were, what was going on at the moment, Stephen needed to be the one to be there and to live. And for him to make that sacrifice, uh, it seemed to me like right at that moment, Stephen recognized that that Mark is an important person and that his uh even though he may not necessarily agree with his methods because of where they were and what was going on at that moment mark would be the one that would need to would, who would be able to do what needed to be done and for him to make that sacrifice and make that sacrifice willingly um it shows that you know in a relatively short amount of time that Stephen experienced a lot of growth. My takeaway from that from that scene, from the fight scene on the deck, mm-hmm. was that Stephen finally accepted that he and Mark were one and the same. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was almost they always they also just they considered themselves two separate people sharing the mm-hmm. same body, right? But that just that that one point. It's like you got this mark. You got this mark. Oh wait, if you're if if you're me, then I've got this too. Right. That. I mean, they were kind of they were coming to peace with one another. They were starting to open up to one another. But I think that right there, that right that that right there was the moment. Yes. Yes. What happens next down in Whoville? They say that Stephen Grant's heart grew three sizes that day. Absolutely did. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So that was mine. Number one. I think, it, as it was touched on um, by Eric, the whole all of a sudden as Stephen falls off, the hearts are full. Yet here we are going. Really, they're only going to do two. We know there's a third. We know there's a third. They're only doing two, and the two are whole. And he's at to peace. Barrett was clearly a fan of meatloaf because two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It, I, I <laughs> it, it was paradise by the by the cornfield light. Oh my light. gosh, gosh. So, uh, so yeah, that's that's where I'm at. Yeah. Okay. My my number one for this. My new favorite character in the MCU is to wear it. Mm-hmm. I mean, just just because I mean, you expect. You expect gods. I mean, you see Khonshu and and Amit and like the the avatars of like Osiris and and Hathor and all the others. You know, they are majestic. They are regal. They are imposing. To wear it is kind of like that. What's that? She was like the BFF from a Nicktoon sitcom. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just you can't help but like her. She's she's got the she really had a very strong jungle cruise skipper vibe to me there for the longest time. 
Yeah, I'll give you that. I, I mean, if if they weren't in a desert, I would totally have expected her to go, oh, look, there's the backside of water. Yeah, I got I got to ask, um, was there a horse and what was his name? Was there a what? A horse. They were in a desert. Oh, I don't know. I didn't get your name. But it felt good to be out of the rain. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, in the desert, you can remember your name because there ain't no one for it to give you no pain. Set to <laughs> This is what so, happens when you listen to Yacht Rock Radio, folks. Yes. So it's all right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, she just strikes you as being a not what you would expect from a god. No, no, no. No, no it, it's almost like it, it's almost like she's doing orientation at, at an Arby's or something. I love it. I mean, she got, oh, I've got a card for that. Uh, Welcome, weary traveler. Oh, travelers. It it just, the cards are just pieces of scroll of papyrus. Yes. Yes. With with cuneiforms, not cuneiforms, hieroglyphics on them. And I love how she, she, she's going through. through. Okay. Just starts flipping them off. Yeah. They're flying off the deck. <laughs> I mean, just a touch of scatterbrain, and there's an old, old children's TV show called The New Zoo Review. Yes, yes. And there was a character, Henrietta Hippo, I uh-huh. think was the name. Yep, yep. She reminds me a little bit of that. Yes, yes. That and so. Gloria from Madagascar. Yeah, yeah. Don Don, Don says that says she's that convinced, convinced that that. Um, um, Fiona, Fiona the, the hippo, hippo down, down at uh, the Cincinnati Zoo. Uh-huh. If Fiona could talk, Fiona would sound like to wear it. Okay. She just says she just in her head that voice matches. Yes. So. Oh yeah. And I was just kind of like from from like ten seconds in, just listening to her, I was kind of like, I want to see a spinoff show with to wear it. Yes. Yeah. I want it. Yes. I, yeah. I, I told a couple of people, I, to, I think I told you guys and also told Vicky. I think I also told Mac, it, you know, is it wrong to want to see more of the hippo goddess? Because I really want to see more of the hippo goddess. It's not wrong at all. Okay. Not that's all, good. All. Actually, that kind of ties to my, to my number one. Uh, the fact that we're, we're fully immersed into a whole other mythology you know it, it's not the not just being introduced to the gods we have this whole you know, like how how many times have we heard about you no know, the 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 ship that transports the dead mm. and you know we we've heard it and we've heard it but you rarely see that you really don't often see much of the egyptian pantheon no you don't and the fact that we got that with more than just the gods and the pyramids, we're also seeing what it looks like when that so when the souls are being transported. Um, I thought that was awesome to see, uh, just because. Well, you know, Mar- we know that Marvel it, within the Marvel universe, uh, you know, all all the different all, all the pantheons, they all hang and play together. More, more or less, yeah. uh, and, and it's cool. It feels like 
that they're starting to build that out a little more. Um, and, and it feels like, you know, it's something that they're kind of preparing you for as we start to lead into Thor, Love, and Thunder. Because now we, we know that we're going to see other gods there. And not saying that what we see in this series points to that, but it does kind of show us that that the um, Asgardians aren't the only ones who has something going on here. Yeah, uh, you know, to where it says, you know, there are many intersectional planes. Yeah. So basically, she opens the door to. It's like, yeah, there's a lot of pantheons going on, and like you called it with Love and Thunder. I mean, we get to see Olympus. Mm-hmm. Seeing Asgard, we'll see Olympus. We'll see. You know, we have seen a glimpse into the Egyptian pantheon. Mm-hmm. You know what? What's next? I mean, we're we're definitely seeing a supernatural. You know, we we got a we did get a little bit of something in um, Shang Chi as well. Yeah. yeah. So you know. So uh, moving on, when I watched episode six on Disney Plus this morning. It only said episode six, but we do know the title of it is called God's Monsters. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. Number I didn't four. I when I turned it on. Yeah, I caught it because that's how I usually try and remember. Okay. <laughs> I try and keep track of the show names. Okay. Well, it was going for me going to the details log on Marvel.com where I got the title name. Um, I'm just going to say I love how uh, Amit. Amit. Yeah. Amit is... A crocodile. Mm-hmm. Never smile at a crocodile. No. Now we know why. And I, for some reason, I was thinking Mitt was a male, not realizing it was a female character or female I god. Thought, I thought they always re- referred, I thought Harrow always referred to, to Amit as a female. I must not have paid attention. Well, I could be wrong. I may not have paid attention, but I love how he gets his power through through the cane. The cane changes to a crocodile's head. Right. With an axe. With an, yeah, with an axe. An axe, yeah. Yeah, it, I like how it changed from an axe, from the, the double-headed cane, which was more suitable for balancing. Right. The way mm-hmm. he would, like, hold it in the hands. That, uh, yeah, the time for balance is gone. Now right. it's the time to execute. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, whoever wants to go next. Okay, um... I am going to follow the the boat theme here. The scene where Mark and Steven are making for the Osiris Gate with the large sandstorm wave going behind, you know, coming up behind them. Mm-hmm. Yes. And to to where its boat like crashing through that. The only part that could make that more epic was if there had been some Dick Dale surf guitar playing yes. underneath that. You know, the old, yeah, but that was just such an epic, an epic shot. Mm -hmm. Yep. Pilot. Okay. Um, oh, I'm just finishing my note here. All right. Um, I love how, um, the gods are surprised that Harold lied to them. (laughs) I'm just, I'm like, really? I like you're. Yes. Okay, so I and I know these gods aren't necessarily all powerful and all knowing, but come on, you're a god. You like you let some dude dupe you? 
Yeah. Really? I mean, like he 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 basically he he did the I don't know what the the, the celestial equivalent of the shell game, and you guys fell for it? Really? It was a spaceballs moment, dude. Yeah. Now you know why evil will always triumph because good is dumb. <laughs> God, yes. I was sitting there like, dude, really? Dude, dude, dude just walked up with his entire clique, and and you guys trying to stand up after after you done stopped you stopped Ahmed from no violence will be in this and then dude used violence and wiped all you out. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yep. I don't know. I I, I just don't. I, but that that's re- I I'm not I'm not a celestial being, so I can't say. You know, I I was I was part of the all knowing audience. Yeah, but, but you are a freaking genius. Hashtag trademark. But they, <laughs> thank you, and that's true. That is true. Um, I I I'm not, I, I would have been like you guys need you guys need to listen to Khonshu. I know you guys just don't like Khonshu because he just tells it like it is. But I'm telling you, you need to listen to the guy. It was so, confirmation bias. Yeah, it really was. So number three, two words: Scarlet Scarab. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when she saves the girl from the van, being crushed by the van, then say, girl goes, are you some, Are you a new Egyptian superhero? She just looks back. Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> yes. 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 Y'all, I'm just... I, I, I am following up on yours. I'm following up on yours. I want to see more of this. I, it... You know, when we were talking about episode five, I said, I want to see more hippo goddess. Mm-hmm. I think a spinoff with Layla slash Scarlet Scarab and to wear it. I, I, that is such an odd couple dynamic. I, I got to see more. I got to see more. I got to see more of the, the relationship between the two of them. You, you know, what you the know crazy, crazy thing, thing is, is to wear it actually, actually kind of, uh, Mellows, mellows out, out. Layla. Layla. Yeah. I mean, and it's crazy. Usually you would think it'd be the other way around. It'd be the human, like, hold on now, calm down, you know, don't don't worry about this. I got this. But mm-hmm. you no, know, Layla was this whole like, I don't wanna be an I don't want to be an avatar. <laughs> it's a rare. It's like you I got this really sweet. Yes. I mean, I mean to where it she's got a new bestie. Yes, yeah. that's exactly how she's she's viewing this. I mean, it's like Kanchi was like, "You will serve me," and and to where it's just so super not Kanchi. It's just like, "Oh, we're gonna have so much fun together! I, I've got a perfect outfit for you. you this is gonna be so great." <laughs> it's it's, like, al- it's almost like with her. Like with her, I want you to be my avatar. Be my avatar, but I'm not gonna but own you like all the others. Like all the others. It's it's almost like Mater from Cars with Lightning McQueen. I mean, it's just kind of like I like you. You're my best friend now. Yeah. <laughs> I, like I've always I'm wanted an avatar. avatar. Yeah. And you know what? <laughs> I, I, I I got something really sweet for you. It's gonna be a win win situation. It's not gonna be like Mark and and whatever he has going on with with Conchu. Yes. It's gonna be completely different. I promise. You're gonna love it. It's gonna be great. <laughs> I mean, you just can't not like to wear it. No. No. I mean, she's just kind of like, 
I'll be honest, you know, you know, 30 seconds in on episode five, and I wanted to go up and give her a hug. Yes. Because everybody has a coworker like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just so yeah. bubbly, so upbeat, so this is going to be so much fun. So, Kylan, your number three. Uh, uh, my number my three is... Let me see. What the therap- Okay. Um, it's it, this kind of is picking piggybacking piggybacking with the whole Terraric thing. I feel like Terraric is is has no problem bending rules when it comes to the whole like like she you know she like she told um, Mark if you leave you can't you're not going to be able to come back. Yeah, and Mark, Mark is like, well, you know, I I gotta do what's right for me, and so and that's I I can't help but feel like that her coming back and using the ship to block that oncoming wave that might have been kind of extra legal, but yeah. she obviously it, she would much rather see Kanshu win than Ahmed, yeah, and I th- and I think that she. Uh, or I think that I think she loves humanity is what it is. I think she does. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and and that that's what guides her. You know, she yeah. she loves humanity and she she wants to be the kind of god that is actually active and not just sitting back watching stuff. So yeah. So yeah, yeah I would I would say that I get the feeling that she kind of breaks out the whole whatever rules of uh. At, she throws away rules. her note cards. Yeah, yeah, she she completely throws away notes cards and she's just gonna do touring. Yeah, and yeah, if you remember when you know Mark and Steven, you know, say we gotta go back, it's just Osiris is not gonna like this, but she, what does she do? She turns the boat right around. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, I love how she is all the time talking through dead people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just kind of like this is not real. Yeah, and I never thought that I would be talking to a dead person. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> don't like that whole don't do it. Mark's trying to save you. I was like, what? That huh? Oh, okay. Makes sense. <laughs> uh so I guess we're moving on to number two. Um, uh, for me, it was the whole like the battle sequence. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. With Layla and Mark and Steven. Slash Steven. Yeah. Against Harrow. And all of a sudden, it's like a whole Moon Knight, Mr. Knight, Moon Knight, Mr. Knight. And Layla looks at one point, it's like, what's going on? <laughs> yes. No, I thought that was really, really good. And you notice, Mr. Knight has weapons now. Yeah. Yeah. He's got the little Daredevil Billy Clubs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So My right. number three. Number three. Hmm? You're number three. Sorry. I thought we were past number I mean, three. That was number two. two. Uh, yeah. yeah. My number two is actually kind of tied into that because if you take a good look at Kanchu when he is sitting in the limo, he seems to have followed Steven's lead and updated his suit as well because it looks very much like Mr. Knight's. Yes. Yep. Of course, limo, we're talking the after credit scene. Yes, we were talking the mid credit scene. Mid credit scene. Which it was it was so refreshing to actually watch something Marvel and see a mid credit scene again. 
Yes. Well, I I think we've come to the reality that the Marvel series we're not going to get an end credit scene or mid credit scene until <coughs> final episode because because it's still playing on that idea the entire show the entire, the entire series is, yeah. is the movie we're not going to get it till the end of the that's fair that's fair but I, it was just it was funny it not necessarily funny but it was amusing to see that Conchu has updated his wardrobe mm-hmm yeah so Kylan your number two my number two is going back to that fight scene I found it interesting that you just just like we can see differences in Mr. Knight and Moon Knight in the way they like like they, you see a difference in the way Steven acts and the, between the difference between Steven and Mark and the way they act. And there's obvious differences between Mr. Knight and Moon Knight. But even in in the fight, like Moon Knight is definitely more aggressive with his fighting style. But I noticed that like Mr. Knight has has style like I, I like he he almost it's almost like he's having fun with it now yeah um it, it was it was it reminded me of it, it, it's like the difference of if you if you want to go back to our distinguished competition it's like the difference between batman and nightwing Batman, he, he's very aggressive and he's di- all about business and taking one everyone out. Nightwing is having fun with it, right. you know. And I, I thought it was cool to see that uh, Mister Knight, al- along along with uh, getting getting a couple batons and and taking care taking care of business that way. He he's also got a little bit of flair about it as well. I don't know if he does that because. That's just who he is, or he maybe he was trying to impress Layla. I don't know, but I liked it. The, it was almost like Moon Knight, of course, is being the ultra aggressive predator, almost predatory moves, whereas yes. Mr. Knight is more gentlemanly. Yes. Yeah. It, it's kind of like it, it's kind of like a street fighter. Versus someone who used to box for Oxford or yes. Yeah. And, and yeah, I noticed that as well. I thought that was a, I thought it was a nice distinction. I mean, they both got the job done. It's just one did it. It's just a matter of style. Right. So number one into the battle, Mark has Harrow's staff on his chest. Harrow looks like he's going to win. And then all of a sudden Harrow's on the ground, Mark standing up. And Layla's looking at him going, what was that? Well, what just happened? Mm-hmm. And Mark's going, Steven, was that you? Steven's like, nope. <laughs> third base, third personality. Mm-hmm. And you notice in all like the end credit scenes where you showed the multiple versions of, of, of Mark, it's always three. Mm-hmm. Always three. So it makes me wonder when they go to Egypt and Mark wakes up drunk in Egypt. Uh, what was that? Episode three, four. Three or f- I think three is like the end three. of three, start of four. Could that be this third personality that took him there? That we have called Dark Jake. Dark Jake. Jake Crowley. Jake Loxley. Jake Loxley. Sorry. <laughs> Possible. Possible. I mean, because I know what we we were saying that we thought that maybe 
uh, Mark was drinking to shut Steven up. But, you know, yeah. it could be something else. It could have been something else. Well, I think we talked in a previous episode how you were our, our working theory was that st- if there's three, there's light, there's dark, and then there's the middle. Right. Mm-hmm. Steven obviously is the light personality. Mark is the middle personality. Mm-hmm. So Dark Jake, our, our working name for this third personality, would be the dark one. Right. So my number one is kind of playing off of that. I just got six words for you. This is your turn to lose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where we see Jake, finally. Mm-hmm. And, and whoever, Colin, I think it was actually you that said this, that Kanchi would have somebody that is just utterly loyal to him. Mm-hmm. Basically, his, his happily evil minion, his, I, I, his dark toady. I mean, because you have to admit, when, when, when Kanshu said that he would follow through, quotes, with, whatever, with the agreement that he made with Stephen and Mark, and he says, okay, and left, I'm like, that went too, that was too easy. Mm-hmm. But, especially, you know Especially what? after we knew Oxley was around mm-hmm. because of that final battle. And we know Oxley's been teased off and on with various things throughout the series. With that, with that locked sarcophagus. Yep. With, with a lot of the blackouts. Yes. Right. It's like, was it Mark? Was it, or was it Jake at this point? I mean, technically speaking, Kanshu didn't lie. Yeah. Technically speaking, he did not lie. So. No. He, yeah. He let Mark and Steven go. Jake seems like he's happy working with Kanshu. Mm-hmm. So. He's a true believer. Yeah. So, uh, who's next? Number one. Kylan? Close us out, buddy. Uh, okay. Uh, for me, um, I, I love the fact that we, that we see that along with all, uh, there, there's a lot that kind of comes out in that mid credit scene mm-hmm. along with, along with the, along with what we get with, with, uh, Jake, you also see that Mark's invested his money now. I mean, because you looked at that, that limousine has the license plate basically mm-hmm. reads Spectre. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's different from, like, because in the comics, Stephen Grant was the, the one that was the, that was the money. Yeah. Um, but it seems that, I know that as far as what we know now, Stephen and Mark, they're done with Kanshu. So Mark is going on and living a good life. Right. Um, as well, far as he knows. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, but you notice in that, at the end there where, you know, where Mark wakes up, it, mm-hmm. it's not one of them's in control. It's basically they're sharing the body because they can, they can talk to each other. Right. And you notice there's two goldfish there now. Right. right. So it's basically two fish in the tank, two brain, two minds in the head. So it's almost like it's a willing partnership between the two of them now. Right. But it, it, it still raises the question, though, because clearly, you know, somebody is paying for that flat. Mm. 
in the comics, it would have been Steven, but in this, clearly, it had to have been Mark. Right. Because Steven thinks it's his mother's, or did think it's his mother's. Right. So now I'm asking the question, who was he calling? Hmm. Who was Steven calling thinking it was his mother? Unless what Mark did was give him a dummy phone number to call, because every time he called, he was leaving a, he was leaving a message. Yeah. yeah. And I could see Mark doing that for Steven. Yeah. But Steven, Steven never even th- would, doesn't even think to put two and two together that no mom never calls back, you know, but he, right. or maybe he thinks she does mm-hmm. when he's blacked out. So until episode five, where he actually says, you know, my mom's dead. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so, so that's me. Yeah. Final thoughts. I don't know how in the world they're going to get away with this just being a one shot. That's just me. Maybe they don't plan on bringing Mark back. Maybe they plan on using this to introduce Layla. And that's true, too. And I I would totally be on board for that. But no, no, seriously, I think because this is such a departure. I mean, it's kind of like WandaVision is such a departure from the norm. Mm -hmm. Maybe they didn't really want to lock Oscar Isaac into a long-term contract. Right. Or he didn't want to get locked into a contract, but you know, there's not, there's nothing to say that they won't sign another one. Right. And that's true too. It it could very well. I'm not going to say this is the Scarlett Johansson effect, but after what went down between her and Disney, I'm just kind of wondering if that, hasn't affected how some contracts are negotiated. Right. right. But again, possible. I mean, if if you want to have a, another season of of Moon Knight or if you want to bring Moon Knight into your know, future movie, uh, you know, cinema events, like say if you want to bring in Midnight Suns or you want to bring in um what was it? Um I can't remember the other the other team. If you want to have like a an ensemble storyline like the Avengers, mm-hmm. you can always sign them again. Oh yeah, and just because um, Oscar Isaac's and Ethan Hawke and uh, the guy who plays Layla have all said, "Now we're we're not looking at anything. We're we're not looking at doing a season two. Uh, originally, it was said you now." Here's the trailer for the series finale. And then it changed to season finale. The ratings have been a lot better than a lot of people speculated. So quite I think the fact that it went from series finale to season finale should tell you something. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. quite it's quite possible we're gonna get another season. If we do, great. If we don't, we'll see this wrapped up the story pretty well. I think we'll mm-hmm. see the character again somewhere down the line, phase four or phase five. Right. Yeah. I don't think we'll see Harrow back, but, you know. We never know? You never know. Any other final thoughts, guys? I'm all thought about right. Oh, I do have one final thought, and I cannot take credit for this. This is actually from my my son, Mac, because we were talking about this uh, when we had dinner today. And we were talking about the voice of Khonshu being F. Murray Abraham, and I said I would love to say Oded Fair. Mm-hmm. He said, "There is there is one person I would love to see take a take a crack at voice and conchu." He said, "J Jonah Jameson." Oh. I said, "You're talking about J.K. Simmons." Yeah, uh, 
He said, wow. Yes. Wow. Deep, wow. Deep, deep, deep. Yeah. I said, I can see that and I want to see it now. Yeah. That, that, that's a good, good option. That's a, that's a really good one. <laughs> that's really good. So that's my boy. Freaking uh, genius. Anyway, that's going to wrap it up for, for us this week. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Wow, she's really on the gun tonight. Uh, no, I think what? Guys, time to go dark. Time to go dark. Yep. Dark is good. 